Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm happy that you can join me today in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs as we discuss photography, business, and oh yeah, that sometimes messy thing that we call life. This podcast, it's brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, we are here for yet another episode and actually something a little bit experimental. My friend Chip Desard is here with me and we're trying, we're going to, we're going to go with a new format. We're sitting here at WPPI 2019 and we're going to do something that I'm going to call a snapshot. This is going to be like a mini interview. We normally do like an hour format. This is going to be something more like maybe 20 or 30 minutes. And Chip, you got started the right way with some chewy fruit candy. I noticed there some dots. What, what, what's up with that? Man, I just love it. I got it last night at the uh, show at dinner. They had a care package here at WPPI. So I just wanted to start off early with Starbucks and some dots. So I really like it. <laughs> That's an interesting combo of flavors, too. Um, we got the coffee and, and the dots. But we're, we're going to chat about something. We, we, we actually connected. I'm trying to think the first time we connected was maybe back at the cookout conference. Is that right? Yeah, it was at Tamaya Colvin's cookout conference in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so this was back in, I think it was October 2018, um, a few months back, and we've been talking about doing a podcast interview, particularly around Facebook ads, and so we're going to get to that topic here in just a little bit. And and by the way, of course, I I realize Facebook ads are a loaded, loaded topic, right? The idea that we're going to spend 20 minutes and a few minutes of that's going to be Facebook ads, um, it's almost almost laughable, but we're going to get people thinking about some ideas and moving in the right direction, and then maybe we can come back for a full-length interview at some point as well. Uh, but for today, tell, tell me, just take a few seconds first and, and sum up your business. What is your business about, Chip? Well, my business, Nathan, is about really helping people tell their story, a storyteller. So whether it's through photography, whether it's through videography, whether it's through um, helping people run effective ads, that's what I do as well, helping other photographers. So I really see I help creatives create and what their their vision so of course you can say you're a photographer you can say you're a videographer but i want to say that i am i'm i'm assisting creators create Ooh, i I actually really like that so first of all it is easy to get kind of stuck in the rut of saying i am and then you just you fill in the blank with the simple notion of being a photographer maybe not so simple notion but be i'm a photographer i'm a videographer i'm a whatever this is the thing that i do but really what you're doing as you, you said is helping people tell stories or more specifically, create a story that they can effectively tell to a potential client or to their clients. And that's an interesting way to frame that. And I like the differentiation there. I like the way that we're starting. Based on your experience, and actually, how long have you been in business altogether at this point? I've been in business since 2010, but full-time 2015. All right, so we're 2019, so about four years. And I'm curious, a question that I like to ask our podcast guests is, what is a piece of advice? If they had 15 seconds, you know, we have a, we were actually chatting about this before I started recording. I was like, I'm long winded. It's easy for me to get carried away and go on and on and on. I have to cut myself off. I I tell Haley who edits our podcast episodes. I'm like, I I went too long today. I rambled, like try to edit me out if you can. But if you had 15 seconds, if you had to sum it up, what would be the piece of advice that you would want to give to a fellow business owner or maybe even photography business owners based on your experience as a business owner so far? 
I would say know your customers, know your target market, know who you're marketing to. Because if you don't know who your customers are, and if you're marketing the wrong person, you may not be a good fit. I finally have gotten that after really eight, nine years being in business and honing in on who your market is, who you, who you can serve and who is not your customer. Okay, that's, that's also really good food for thought, too. And, and for the sake of brevity, we won't go too deep with this. But contrasts, what you were saying just now, you found your route, your, the, the right customer, the, your target client, if you will. Um, what did it look like before? Was it kind of this haphazard, like just sending marketing or sending ads out to any and everyone? What, what contrast with now, what it used to look like? It was more of, Nathan, seeing, seeing people so I know that my customer may like Target, but I know he or she will like Saks Fifth Avenue as well. So they like budgets, but then they like to splurge as well. So knowing where they shop, knowing what they like to eat, knowing just their, their wants. And before, it was just like open season, trying to market to everybody. Right? Everybody wants a luxury client, luxury client, but maybe you're not a luxury photographer or cinematographer or whatever you are. You know, Just knowing your client, and I struggled with that for a while, but knowing the people that come to me now are pretty good fits. Before, it was just like, whosoever will come. And I will just, a lot of us start like that in business. A lot of us want to start like that, but we have to really hone in. And a pivot to Facebook, Facebook allows you to target people according to their interests. And I think once I got clear with targeting and that's one of the things we'll talk about briefly once you get clear with targeting your life will get a lot easier but it's interesting you point out the the reality which is that people are nuanced right i mean i, I tend to be a bit of a, a minimalist a simplicity freak i, I like things to, to keep things simple and the reality is i think most things you can kind of you can distill it down to simple principle or a couple of simple principles to drive it but the fact you, you pointed out uh, which is that some people are interested both in Saks fifth avenue and in target that they don't just like one thing or another, there's nuance to the conversation. And so that does complicate things a little bit. But ultimately, it's, it's important to know those nuances in order to effectively target. So that's, that's a really, really great point. Camera gear. This is something that we talk about quite a bit on the podcast as well. Do you have, I mean, particularly as a creator, a content creator, a marketer, do you have a particular piece of camera gear that's a favorite of yours? Wow, it's so hard. I, I recently made a switch from Canon to Sony, so a lot of people are like, oh, you're on the Sony bandwagon. But I still have Canon lenses, but I will tell you, my ultimate thing that I cannot live without is in my bag now is my 24-70 to 2.8 lens. It's so versatile. And if you're just starting out or if you're listening to this, a 24-70 to 70 wide, and it goes, I can shoot a whole wedding with that lens. One lens, a 24-70, to 2.8. And this is the, this is the Sony 24-70? to 70? This is the Canon one I'm using now. I don't even have the Sony one. I use an adapter, but I love it so much. I've been using it for years. And even I, I was at a wedding in Jamaica. It dropped, and I got it fixed. Not, I mean, I had a, a backup lens, but if I had one gear that I can't live without, it's that lens. It's, I like glass. I like bodies, but glass really helps you be versatile. Well, and especially with that focal length, too. The 24, you can go wide. You've got a great a big scenic shot if you want to you can get a big group of you know big wedding party or family portrait in but then you can zoom in for that portrait as well it does give you so much flexibility i love like you are so excited about this lens you see like this smile in your face it's awesome it's almost contagious <laughs> so do you what percentage of the time do you would you say that you use that lens as you're photographing if i'm photographing a wedding the entire reception i use that lens i love my prime lenses too i love a 35 and an 85 so my, my main lens is, is 35, 85, 
24 to 70. I don't use the 70 to 200 as much, but I really use 35, 85, 24 to 70. So 24 to 70 is probably about to the 60, 70%. The, the prime lenses are down, but I love the 85. I love that what it gets across, and then I love a 35 as well, but 85 is my second. You love your gear, though. I can, I can tell. <laughs> so the, the switch, just very quickly, the switch from Canon to Sony, or kind of the gradual switch, if you will, why that move? I just wanted to try more with the Sony technology, the color, the sharpness, and in the video, too. I like the frame rate. I, I had a 5D Mark IV. I still own Canon uh, bodies. I still have two Canon bodies, the 5D Mark IV, 5D Mark III. But I really, the a7 III, what it's giving me uh, and what, what I can do with the video as well, the frame rates, and the smaller the body. I, I, you know, the older I get, I got gray now. So I, I try to downsize a little bit. And then just if I had to get a bigger camera or somebody like that, I'll just bring, rent one or bring somebody in who, who has one of those 1DXs or something like that. So I'm good. So just downsizing. And I, I, so far, so good. I just switched like last year in November. So this is the first probably real wedding season in 2019. I'm making a gradual switch. So here at WPBI, you'll see me on my Instagram stories, or you'll see some other stuff of me going to Sony at the booth lot. All right, cool. Well, we'll have to, and we'll we'll share here at the end your Instagram, your website, so everybody listening in can follow you. But let's go really quickly now to then a topic that is again a loaded topic. You are a photographer, but ultimately you're, you're quite involved in helping other photographers also, as you said earlier, tell stories. And I'm, I'm curious, just based on your experience working with other photographers, running your own ads, what would you say are a few key ways, um, let's go with three key ways that photographers can improve their effort in the realm of Facebook ads? What's, what's your perspective on that? Well, like you said, it's, it's a loaded topic, but I think the three, one of the three ways I talked about it earlier, really knowing your customer avatar, uh, knowing who that person is. Do they shop at Nordstrom? Do they shop at Saks? Or do they like a certain uh, page, a Facebook page? Let's say they may like Maroon 5, or maybe they like, I don't know, DJ Khaled, whoever they like, and just see what those interests are. And Facebook makes it easier for you to target people based on interests, not just people who are engaged, or not just people who have families. It could be friends of people that are engaged. They could be traveling in a certain city. They could be around for a while, and they could t- check in at a certain location and a restaurant that's a popular restaurant, and they like that. So I think that's one of the ways. The second way is to make sure that you know about cold traffic. There's something called cold traffic, and cold traffic is when you run an ad and people don't know you at all. That really doesn't work well. Um, you need to have warm traffic, people who know, like, and trust you. So if they come to your site, we have this thing called a Facebook pixel. I heard it, people talk about it on your podcast before. But you really need to learn that people who don't know you have to get to know you. It's kind of like going on a date with a girl and asking her to marry you on the first date. That's not going to happen, right? That's not going to happen. Most guys would never do that anyway, or most women would never ask somebody to marry them on a first date. But just getting to know it. And cold traffic is like, I don't know you. Like, I met you at the cookout. Then we built our friendship, our relationship over that, over the months, because we got to know each other. And I think that's the same way with our business. We want to throw an ad up, and we want somebody to spend thousands of dollars with us, and they don't know us. So I think once they get to know, like, and trust us, they'll be able to do a lot better. Then the, okay. and, and yeah, I'm going to jump in really quick, because I have a quick, quick question about this. The, the idea of cold traffic, I understand we don't want to ask them to marry us on the first date, and I love that analogy, that metaphor, but is there a way... If, if we place the Facebook pixel on our website and, and they are coming to the site and we can see a little bit of their behavior with that pixel, 
is there a way for us to get to know them proactively? Like, what, what is that? Are we, are we going to run um, an ad campaign just for the sake of kind of warming them up, if you will? Or what? And again, I realize this is a loaded topic, but like, what's a, what's a small step in that direction of helping them get to know you? So what I do is something called custom audiences in Facebook. I'm doing an ad right now where I'm running ads to a page on my website. And the listeners can go to it because I'll have it up then. It's called chipdesarweddings.com slash moments. So when you go to that page, it just talks about moments and what I do. So my traffic, my people who have seen me, who have heard about me, they'll go to the space. There'll be a video there, shows moments, a slideshow. It'll be some pictures. And then it'll just ask them, hey, you want to get to know me better? And then if they're on one page, they may go to another page. So I think it is like a warm-up campaign all over again. So once they don't know you, they'll get to know you. Because I'm not asking them to buy anything. I just want them to get to know Chip Desard. And once they know me, they say, oh, I've seen this ad. And then once I continue to nurture them, then if they want to book me, I'll be top of mind. It's all about top of mind. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Take us to the third one and let's do this. And then third thing, I think, um, what I do with warm-up audience is really offer something of value for free. So, for instance, for cold traffic, for anybody that's coming to your site, you just don't want to ask them to buy. Let's say you're a wedding photographer, a boudoir photographer, a newborn photographer. I may have 10 tips to get your newborn ready for his or her first photo shoot. It may be a free guide PDF. Put your email address in. You see it all the time, right? You see it. People do it to us all the time, but we don't, as creators, sometimes do it. And, and it's funny that you say that. I was just having a conversation, a similar conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, I have to remember, personally, as somebody who has been in the photography industry for you know almost 20 years and who is constantly having conversations about these kinds of things, that the average consumer isn't necessarily always seeing those, um, what would you actually call this, the, the, the value add that you're giving somebody? Is there a technical term for it? Um, I don't know the value add. I think it's just really like a free download, a gift, or something that is low barrier to entry, but something that doesn't cost you a lot to make, like a PDF or a podcast, something that you can get someone's email address or inquiry, uh, get a, a mini inquiry because you want them to take a step. You want them to take an action. Um, if you don't take a, if you don't tell them to take an action, they won't do anything. How many times have you been to a website that you really want this free guide? You're like, oh, I got to put my email address in. And you do it because you want it. But then weeks later, you get another email from them about something else. Then weeks later, you get another email from them. And then after a while, you don't mind because you know and like the person and you see the value of it. If I give you something for value for free, that's high quality. I'm not talking about something just in a Word document. Something that's valuable, high quality. So, for instance, my free guide is 10 tips to wear uh, outfits to wear for an engagement shoot. Women are always asking me, well, what do I wear for an engagement shoot? You know what? Here are 10 tips for dress. And here's some pictures and here's some things to wear. So they say, Chip, that is so thankful. Now, does everybody book me from that? Of course not. But I'm top of mind when I do get bookings. They say, that free guide really helped me pick out my outfit. Well, and what I was going to say is, you know, there, as much as I see that on photographers' websites all the time, that's not the norm for the average consumer, right? So for them to see, hey, here's, like you were saying, here's a free download. Here are 10 tips to, to look, uh, to, to dress more effectively for this particular portrait session or pre- prep your baby for the newborn session or whatever it might be. If you actually have done a great job of putting a, a good product together, that may actually be enough of a value add for them to say, oh, man, this person's really cool. They have actually taken the time to do something to add value to my life. They're not just simply asking me to buy, as you were saying. Um, that that could actually draw them in and at least warm them up a little bit. And then you have the opportunity to continue to build on that, which is really great. And you just want to have the conversation, Nathan, to continue to go. And no matter what, 
once you offer that, um, um, there's a marketer, famous marketer, Gary Vaynerchuk, he has this book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And he talks about that. And that's just a marketing principle. I know it's been used a lot of times. Now, people can do it with Facebook Messenger now. They can do it. You've seen this on people's websites where the little chat at the bottom, they'll say, hey, chat, and our hours are. You've seen those little, everybody has those little chat bots that pop up nowadays. So that's a big thing that's going to happen in 2019. So emails, I know people get inundated with emails, especially around Black Friday and marketing time and stuff like WPPI. But after a while, the emails that you really want, you pay attention to. The stuff that you're like, uh, you'll unsubscribe because we have, we're on overload. But now, also text messaging and Facebook Messenger are really going to take off in 2019 and beyond. And um, especially, I would encourage creators not only to do a free guide, do a video guide too. So talk about it. Put a slideshow together. Put something that you can put some thought in that the average photographer or creator won't do. Because if you go the extra mile... You never know what your client will think about you. So always go further than the next person. Well, and, and would you say, too, I mean, the thing that came, comes to mind when it, when it comes to this conversation of marketing, creating these little value ads to help warm the client up, also sending emails out in particular, making it personal. Like the last thing that I want is to get some video ad fed to me or an email sent to me or a little pop-up that just feels like I'm a number, like I'm just being marketed to. I don't want to feel that. I want, I want to actually feel something personal that this person actually cares to make an effort to connect with me. And from personal experience in business, I've seen people respond well to that. But will you just comment briefly on, on the importance of personalization in that marketing effort? Oh, it is so important, Nathan, because if you don't have personalization in this industry or anywhere, you will not get further. Because I was talking on a tram on the way here that people love one thing. When you're talking to them in person or over the phone or wherever, they love to hear their name. So if you know their name, if you know what they like, if you say, hey, you know, I'm Nathan and I love, you know, uh, caramel macchiato upside down with soy, you know, your favorite drink or whatever it is, I know, hey, if your favorite, if I know you put in on an information form, what's your favorite drink? And then I come to the WPPI, you, you have that drink waiting for me, you know about it, and I buy it to you. I'm more likely to do business with you because you know that small thing about me that I may fill out on a form or paid attention to. So ask questions to get to know your customer other than just a name and email. It could be their favorite hobby, something, a fun fact. It could be, you know, for me, I love top golf. I love to play golf. So somebody came to me and said, hey, Chip, let's go, let's go to the driving range. It's like, great, I'm there. Maybe I may not play 18 holes, but if you say, hey, let's go to the driving range. You're trying to sell to me? I will be sold because you know that about me. So if you know those personalizations about the people, and that's really asking the question. Because like I said, the sweetest thing for someone's ears is to hear their name and to know that you know them. Especially if you're in a situation at a conference like a WPPI or any other conference to know that. and Or you're at a trade show and you call people and you, you really get to know them. And you're not a number anymore. You know, because we're so used to just being the next man or woman on the totem pole. But if I know you... I'm going to make time for you. Like, I made time for this podcast today because I know you. I trusted you. You emailed me. I said, you know what? I could be anywhere else. I could be in a seminar. I could be somewhere else. But I want to sit down with you because I trust you and I like you. So I think that's why, that's how you get people. Well, it, it's truly a privilege to be able to sit down to have this conversation. Uh, and, and I love how you summed that all up. I mean, it really is so important to make an effort to be personal. You know, especially as photographers, you're not dealing with thousands and thousands of potential clients. You may have the opportunity to engage with a few. 
So to make that little extra effort to, to personalize that connection, that engagement is so important. And, and though, that's the thing, Nathan, that separates good from great. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, our clients may not know the difference between F2.8 and F4.0. They, they may not know the difference between something that's overexposed and underexposed sometimes, at least the, the good ones. But they will know how we treat them and how we, we deal with them and how we do business with them. So a lot of us are here at conferences. We just try to get better, try to get better, buy gear, buy gear. But when do we actually learn how to treat people and how to interact with people because at the end of the day, that's all people want. They want you to capture their memories. They want you to, 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 to have a moment in time that they'll cherish forever. And when you do that and you get to know them, you have customers for life. And that's what I'm really trying to do, have customers and then their children. And then I have customers that have, have used me over the years and consistently because I can't send them a price quote. They'll, they'll just pay it because they know me. Because they know, hey, and if I give them a discount, I'll give them a discount. But really, it's the value that I'm adding. You want to be their family photographer, a family, you know, whatever you can do. The newborn, from the wedding to whenever. And I think that the value you add is when you know the people. Well, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk earlier. One of the things he talks about is EQ over IQ, yes. right? The significance of emotional intelligence, being able to empathize, to feel, and to connect with somebody on that deeper level is so, so important. Thank you so much for, for sharing. And, and I'll say again, I realize Facebook ads, it's such a loaded topic for us to spend, you know, whatever, 15 minutes talking about it. We're only barely scratching the surface, but I want to make sure that our listeners can find you online and then ideally reach out to you to learn more. Um, so where can they find you, social media and your website? Well, for Facebook ads and things like that, it's chipdesire.com. You'll see a tab up top. They'll say Facebook ads consulting. I offer one-on-one coaching and I also have online courses for photographers, especially that want to learn more and how to target people effectively. I've spoken on Show It United, Cookout, uh, all over the country on this topic, and Instagram as well. And then for my wedding work, it's chipdesardweddings.com. But if you're looking for those two things, if you just Google Chip Desard, uh, you can't you can't miss it. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at the same thing. So I, I really love helping people. And just in the subject line, mention that you heard me on a Boca podcast, and I'll make sure I take care of you. That's awesome. Okay, Chip, Chip Dizard, D-I-Z-A-R-D. And uh, we'll make sure to link to all this in the show notes. Thanks so much for making time for Boca today. Hey, thank you for having me. And hopefully you have a great conference here. I'm so excited uh, to be here and to hopefully not get in debt, spending too much money on gear. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chip. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast today. Will you let us know what you think by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or maybe in the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast, maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My direct email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Just visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>